Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Post 20 Podcast, Thanksgiving edition. My name is Evan. I'm here solo. Um, things have been so hectic. I know Matt is out enjoying some Thanksgiving Eve festivities. I have been helping prep, uh, and this morning I had to drive all the way up to North Jersey to grab my girlfriend and bring her home for Thanksgiving. So I've been running around um, pretty much all day. Been a hectic one, but excited for Thanksgiving, excited for football tomorrow, um, and just really, you know, kind of looking forward to a break here. So you're going to have just me. Um, it's just me right now. I'm going to run through match day 12 for you guys. Excuse me, I have to burp because um, we just ate. But I'm going to run through match day 12, talk about some of the results here. Uh, it's going to be a quick one. You know, Matt's going to give you half an hour probably tomorrow morning or something like that when he has time. Uh, but this is the, the half hour that I get to talk to you guys. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, run through match day 12 before I give you my quick uh, rapid fire previews. If you guys haven't been listening, um, or if you have an interest in NFL and didn't know that I do a show with uh, with another co-host, Jeremy, um, go ahead, go check those out. Um, we preview Thanksgiving games as well as Sunday as well. So go ahead and uh, go ahead and check that out if you want. And if you're just looking for Premier League stuff, then you're in the right spot because uh, that's what I'm gonna do. We had Leicester City take on Chelsea, I believe. At the King Power, Chelsea went away and won 3-0. Fantastic defensive effort. Antonio Rudiger scored in the 14th. Conte got on the sheet in the 28th. We don't see his name on the score sheet much. And Captain America, Christian Pulisic, scored in the 71st. This was an absolute pounding by Chelsea. They look unbelievable. They continue to line up um, just so solid around the park. I mean, these guys have been fantastic. Leicester, a poor result for them. Um, that defense seems to be in shambles, to be honest with you. They are not playing well, and they couldn't get a goal in this game. It should be said that it is extremely hard to break Chelsea down. So a good result for Chelsea, who stay top of the table, and poor for Leicester, who continually seem to be slipping. Newcastle versus Brentford ended in a 3-3 draw. What an absolute mess here. Um, six goals, not going to give you all of them because it was such a fucking crazy game. Uh, Newcastle's offense sprung to life, 23 shots, nine on target, 53% possession, 10 shots, four shots on target for Brentford. So a clinical performance for Brentford, uh, in terms of converting those goals, but defensively, both these teams were very poor. We saw Pinnock, uh, Jensen and Roslov in the back for, uh, Brentford with Rico Henry and, um, Canos out on the wings. They just looked poor defensively. They didn't look as solid as they have in the middle of the park uh, in recent weeks either. So really kind of, I think, a bad result for Brentford, who who did take a point but continue to appear as if they are conquerable, right? I, and I've said in recent weeks they play up to their competition and down to their competition as well. So a good result for Newcastle, I think, who need a point, any point they can get. Um, so good for them. But uh, Brentford, suspect, you know, really suspect. Burnley versus Crystal Palace, another 3-3 game. Christian Benteke, two goals, eight in the 36th, and Mark Way, he won in the 41st. Cornette continues to impress for Burnley. Chris Wood got on the score sheet, and old boy Ben Mee as well. This was another game where I just think defensively both teams were relatively poor. I've said in recent weeks that uh, Palace seemed to have a new... 
uh, defensive identity and the old defensive identity that we know from Crystal Palace seem to be back in play um, in this one. And uh, really, similarly, um, Burnley, they just looked poor defensively. Typically, they're much harder to break down. Weren't in this game. This was an offensive slaughter fest. Um, this game and the Brentford-Newcastle game were really, really interesting to watch. I I had Brentford in a parlay. I had Crystal Palace in a parlay. And for a while, I was like, oh, man, you know, these teams might lose or they might win. And it kept changing um, every single time I checked the score. So um, a, a weird result. I wouldn't have guessed either of these games would be 3-3, but here we are. Aston Villa won uh, against Brighton 2-0. Much needed points for Villa. First game with Stevie G at the helm. They looked better um, in an offensive sense. They were certainly more clinical. They didn't have that much of the ball, though. Um, it was Ollie Watkins and Tyrone Mings who had the goals in this one, and it did come very late, one in the 84th and one in the 89th. Um, I, I was surprised that, that it took so long for Villa to break Brighton down because I don't think Brighton are all that good. Um, but we've said in the past, um, Basuma and Gross in the midfield, uh, as long or as well as Lamptey, Dunk, Shane Duffy, these guys are all solid defenders. And this was a really good result for Villa. I think they needed this. I wasn't necessarily expecting them to come right in and get a performance like that right off the bat with Stevie G at the helm, um, but they get a much-needed three points, and like I said before, Brighton, fraudulent, headed down the table. Watford 4, Manchester United 1. This game at Vicarage Road was an absolute disaster for United. Watford opened so strong. They looked so good. They missed two penalties and were still able to win 4-1 against the United side who just could not get it going. I mean, they looked so listless. This was, of course, the last game in charge for United legend Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. He has been sacked, and it seems to me that Michael Carrick will be the interim manager for the rest of the season. There is talks about Mauricio Pochettino coming in and um, taking over that that managerial role, which I think would be good for United. But we've yet to see whether that's going to happen or not. I think this is a game where not only did Watford play really well, United played extremely poorly. A goal for Emmanuel, a goal for João Pedro, a goal for Ismail Assar, and a goal for Josh King. So pretty much all of your guys that are up top um, were in this one. We're playing, played their hearts out. A good result for Watford. We can't take away from them um, what they did. You know, I think that they exhibited a, a an amount of grit that you don't necessarily see all the time from Watford Football Club. This is an amazing three points for them to get. Currently, they sit in 16th place, uh, one above Leeds and one below Aston Villa. Brentford has uh, kind of equalized. They're down in 14th now, which is probably... Um, where they truly belong if they can't get results against good teams. So Watford get a well-earned three points, secure their spot above the drop zone, and um, United are moving on to a new era. Ali is no longer at the wheel. I think next next week when, when Matt and I are together, we'll probably have more to say about that. I'll be curious to see what he has to say about it in his part of the episode as well, but um, not necessarily shocking, I think, for, for people that really pay attention. We knew it was coming. Wolves won West Ham nil. This game at the Molyneux was home 
for Wolves, Raul Jimenez got on the score sheet in the 58th just after Matt said he was washed. Um, West Ham, not so good offensively here. Um, they get clutch goals a lot and, and really kind of grind it out towards that second half, but they couldn't get anything to fall for them here. Only three shots on target versus Wolves, five, 15 total shots for Wolves, and Wolves dominated the possession. Um, Ruben Neves looked good in this game. I think Raul Jimenez getting that goal is huge for his confidence. Uh, Huang Hee Chan and Daniel Podence played behind him. Uh, and then, of course, those wings, wing backs, uh, Semedo and Ait Nori play out on those wings and, and provide support and balls in from there. Um, kind of just a step off the gas pedal for West Ham. I think Antonio was a little tired from that Jamaica game. That was the first time he's played in an international competition in quite some time, if I remember or recall correctly. Uh, and not a great result for West Ham. I think that they'll be okay. They'll be back. This was just uh, kind of an anomaly for Wolves. But now we have um, West Ham sitting in fourth. And uh, Wolves actually moved up to sixth place. So um, kind of strange. Not where I thought I would see Wolves. But yeah, good game for them. Um, okay, I lost this. North City 2, Southampton 1. Trey Adams struck in the 4th to bring Newcastle or to bring Southampton ahead. Timo Pukki got one back in the 7th and then Grant Hanley got one in the 79th to secure all 3 for Norwich. This is a terrible result for Southampton. We have a new manager in charge with Dean Smith um, at Norwich. They didn't look all that good, I don't think. I think they just kind of snuck a game out where where I wasn't expecting it. I think Southampton are hard to break down. I think that they've been really solid at the back and in the midfield. Um, and they get goals when they need them. They did start off well here. But Norwich summoned something from from the bowels of their team identity. Uh, and put two past, two, two past Southampton. And really stole three points here I think. Uh, I don't think this is indicative of a turnaround at Norwich City. I just think this was one of those games where the football gods were were looking out for them, um, and they get a lucky win here and, and pull ahead still uh, in 19th place. But now a point above Newcastle. I, I wasn't expecting that, but here they are. Okay, Liverpool 4, Arsenal 0. This was a tough game to watch. A goal from Sadio Mane in the 39th, Jota in the 52nd, Salah in the 73rd, and Takumi Minamino in the 77th. Wow. Ah, uh, this was a hard one. Um, I think Arsenal started off okay. Liverpool always looked better. They looked more threatening, and they just had so many more chances. Aubameyang and Lacazette looked relatively poor in this game, I think. Smith Rowe played out on the wing here. Saka mirrored him on the right side. And you had Sambi and Thomas, who are probably our best uh, midfielders, defensive midfielders, uh, playing in the center there in a partnership. Just... Not the Arsenal we've seen in recent weeks, and that's probably because we haven't played a really good team like Liverpool. Uh, they, it was just, it was just one of those games where they just peppered and peppered and peppered um, our defense and Ramsdale so much. And if we didn't have Ramsdale on goal, he had a great game. Don't let this um, scoreline fool you. If we didn't have Ramsdale, that game probably could have been seven or eight nil. To be honest with you. Um, just a really poor game defensively from us, and we couldn't get it going in an offensive sense. Mikel looked out of his depth. I uh, was arguing with Klopp on the sideline, and I think that really spurred Liverpool on. Um, and and really, you know, 
It took them a long time to, to break Arsenal down and finally get one in, but when they did, the floodgates were truly opened. Manchester City 3, Everton 0. This went as I think everybody pretty much expected. First half was relatively quiet, but Raz scored in the 44th right before the halftime whistle. Rodri in the 55th and Bernardo Silva in the 86th. Only one shot on target for Everton here. City dominated them all over the park. 78% possession for Manchester City. Only 22 for Everton. This was a terrible game from Everton. I do not know what is going on there. Um, but when you put out a team that has Richarlison up top, Andros Townsend behind him, Damari Gray, Fabian Delph, Allen, and um, Gordon on that right side, you're not going to win against Manchester City. It's just not going to happen. I think everybody knew that City were due for a win here, a probably a pretty good win. And this was just 3-0, as convincing as you can possibly get. City looked unstoppable, and that was even without De Bruyne. So... Uh, good result for City and pretty much what I expected from Everton. Tottenham win their first game under the um, the guidance of Antonio Conte. A goal in the 58th by Pierre-Emil Hoiberg um, brought Tottenham back into the game after Dan James struck in the 44th for Leeds. Uh, Sergio Reguilón scored in the 69th to secure all three for Leeds. Conte is truly at the wheel here. Um, this is something that I haven't seen from Spurs in a while. Um, I should also preface with the fact that Harry Kane or Son or Lucas did not score in this game. Both of these goals came from the midfield. Um, Hoiberg and then Reguillon, who kind of plays as a winger, midfielder, wing back. It, it's kind of a mess. He, he's all over the place. But um, there's a grit, at least. That's what we get here. Um, Tottenham are exhibiting some grit, winning because they have to, coming from behind, because they have to. And uh, what I take away from this game is that this manager is is just so much more qualified than Nuno. Um, he's going to be able to inspire players more because he rules with an iron fist. That's just what's going to happen. That's what the case is going to be here for the next couple weeks. We'll see if players actually respond to that after the next few weeks. It's possible that they don't. Um, but for now, uh, Spurs look good. They looked better here, and they just look sharp and excited to play football, which I haven't seen in a while. Leeds can't be letting a game like this uh, slip out from underneath them, though. They continue to just look like a debacle to me. I think defensively they are poor. Um, they let Spurs have more shots on target than they probably should have. They did control the middle of the park, I felt, but play was just not broken up enough by Leeds. And ultimately, Tottenham walk away with three points. Okay, that was your rapid-fire review. Only took me about 15 minutes um, for match day 12. I'm going to go ahead, give you my picks for match day 13. Let me get my iPad out so I can write these down. These games start, um, or this week rather, starts on the 27th. So this will be interesting. I'm excited. Um, we have Arsenal taking on Newcastle at 7.30 a.m. on Saturday. I'm going to take Arsenal straight up. I think that they're going to come out and dominate Newcastle. I can see Newcastle coming to play, um, but I think Arsenal know they need these points and they want to secure their spot in fourth or maybe try and move up the table. So I'm going to take Arsenal straight up. Uh, we have Liverpool against Southampton. Um, Southampton known to be a farm club for Liverpool by a lot of players from there. 
Uh, Mane came from there. Van Dyke came from there. I'm going to take Liverpool. I think that they win this game. They seem to be an unstoppable form right now, and I don't think that stops. I don't think they get stuck against Southampton. Norwich City take on Wolves. I'm taking Wolves straight up. Norwich City flash in the pan last week. Lucky result. Wolves actually earned their result against West Ham, and I think they earn another convincing result or convincing win against Norwich this week. So Wolves straight up there. Uh, A lot of these games to me seem kind of decisive. I'm not really worried about a draw in a lot of them. Um... Crystal Palace Aston Villa is actually one of those games that I think is a draw. I think this one ends in a draw, and I think the next one ends in a draw too. Funnily enough, so I'm gonna take um, a draw for Palace Villa. I just think those teams are kind of matched in a defensive sense, especially if Palace can't get it together. So I'm gonna take a draw there. Two new managers. Uh, Brighton and Leeds. This is another weird one. I'm going to take like a nil-nil or a 1-1 draw here. Haven't seen a ton of offensive firepower from either of these teams uh, in recent weeks, so I'm going to take a draw between Leeds and Brighton. We have Brentford versus Everton next. This could be an interesting game. I can't pick Brentford right, man. I really can't. I still can't. I want to say they win because I think they play up against better clubs, but Everton aren't really a better club right now. They kind of look like shit. I could see this being a draw too, but I'm going to take Everton straight up. I haven't picked them in a couple weeks, um, and I think that they get back to winning ways this week against Brentford, who is also floundering. We have Manchester City versus West Ham. Um, De Bruyne should be back. West Ham didn't look great last week. I don't really bet against West Ham much, but I think that they're going to have a little comeback down to earth period here before they get things going. So I'm going to take City straight up. Uh, They've looked really good in recent weeks, even without a true striker. And I just think that that they're a better team, even though West Ham are arguably the third best team in the league. Um, Leicester versus Watford. I'm going to take Leicester. They need a win so bad. Um, I think like Rogers' job might be in fucking trouble, um, to be honest, because of how poor they've been playing. They're in like 14th place right now. They're a much better team than that. So I'm going to take Leicester straight up. I think they beat Watford. Watford got really lucky against um, United last week. Burnley versus Tottenham. I'm taking Tottenham. This game has been notoriously strange and scrappy in recent years, um, but I think Conte's got things going. I think they get a couple good wins in a row before things get hairy or sketchy. Uh, So I'm going to take Tottenham straight up. And then we have Chelsea versus Manchester United um, as the 11-30 game on Sunday, November 28th. Oh, my God, I can't wait for this. Um, Carrick's going to be out of his depth. I think United are just still in turmoil and i'm gonna take chelsea i honestly think chelsea win like three nil uh if united actually do pull out a win here against chelsea it's going to do unbelievable things for their morale um so i think that'd probably be good for the league as a whole and the premier league product that we get to watch as viewers but i'm rooting for chelsea um i think i think united just fucked around with their team for too long 
uh, by letting Ollie be there. And I want to see them suffer for it even more than they already have. So um, just ironic and strange uh, for me to be rooting for another London club. But I think Chelsea win this game, and I hope they win this game. Okay, um, I'm going to read you guys back my picks. I have Arsenal straight up, Liverpool straight up, Wolves straight up, a draw in Palace, Villa, a draw in Leeds, Brighton, Everton straight up, City straight up, Leicester straight up, Tottenham straight up, and Chelsea straight up. That's 20 minutes on the nose, guys. I ran through that really fast. Um, I need to go get a shower, I, and then it's like 8 o'clock right now, but I'm so tired. Um, I'm absolutely exhausted. Like I said, I drove to North Jersey today and then I was hanging out with family all day, helping prep. Um, and I'm fucking tired, man. I'm beat. So I'm going to like check out pretty early. Might go play some Pokemon. New Pokemon came out pretty hyped. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I need to take a break from schoolwork too. We're almost done. Almost have my bachelor's degree and then I don't have to think about it. Um, until I inevitably decide to go back. I can't even speak. I'm like slurring my words because I'm so tired. Until I inevitably go back and pay too much for a master's degree. Um, I don't know. Maybe something else will take off and I won't have to worry about doing that. But, um, that's probably going to be the case for me. Um, I'm done babbling. I'm going to go get a shower, go lay in bed, go hang out. Um, just kind of relax and, uh, I'll catch you guys next week. Listen, um, Matt's going to say happy Thanksgiving to you guys tomorrow. I'm going to say happy Thanksgiving to you right now. I really appreciate everybody that listens. I know some, some guys that I know, um, just found out about the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. Not a ton of people listen. Um, but for those of you that do tune in every week for the NFL, for, for the premier league, um, we appreciate it more than, you know, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's why we do it just, uh, for the, however many people listen, um, and enjoy it. We appreciate you. And, um, yeah, that's it. I hope everybody has a killer Thanksgiving. Um, and we'll catch you guys next week. Good luck if you're betting. I mean, you're going to fucking need it. Some of these lines are crazy, but yeah, take care of yourselves. All right. Um, don't eat too much or eat too much. Um, and we'll see you next week. All right. Take care.